Hey, how thankful are we to have such a good worship team and, and just to be brought into that moment. Um, wherever you are, why don't we just, you know, give a round of applause, give like a, be a hype team in our living room for our worship team that put that together, that we can worship like that in this season. So good. Hey, my name is Jaden. Welcome. We're so glad to have you here. I'm part of the Everlife team um, here. And hey, it's Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And if you're here, we're so grateful that you give up a bit of your day to come hang with us. And, and yeah, we're just praying that, um, you know, you get ministered to today, you get, you know, spoiled, gifted, but also that, um, you know, everyone watching this would receive something from God, would get encouraged, would get um, fired up for the week. Um, and so we're going to get straight into it. You know, tonight I want to talk on this idea that God wants to work through each and every one of us, that God wants to work through every single one of us, that the Christian journey, the journey to following God is actually a journey of God's glory, God's goodness working through us, that we would be like a vessel, like a like a pipe for God's glory into the world. You know, ever life we have this vision saying that we, we know God, we grow together and we go with purpose, that we know God, understand Him, that, you know, encounter Him, build a relationship with Him, grow together in community and in relationship, but then we'd also go with purpose, that it's a part of who we are, that we are meant to then take that and go into the world and go, you know, spread God's goodness into the world, go save other people, keep, you know, get people out of captivity and bring them into God's freedom. And, uh, and so God has this calling and, and this desire to work through each and every one of us. But sometimes, sometimes we can let that um, calling, uh, we can squash that calling with our doubts, with our questions, with our, our disbelief. You know, when God calls us to do something, that we can sometimes get overwhelmed by that and, and we can question it and have, you know, but I don't think I'm good enough, but I don't think I'm, you know, the right person, it's not the right season, I don't have the finance. It's a bit like my story when I first came into ministry, I was uh, offered an internship. I was just finishing high school. I uh, graduated and the church uh, came to me and they said, hey, you should do this internship program and lead the ministry through the internship. I was like, are you kidding? Like, I just got out of high school. I'm not going to get straight back into high school ministry. And uh, I was like, pretty much, like, I'm probably not going to do it. I have no desire to be in youth ministry. I want to go study commerce, earn some money, you know, get on with my life. And so straight after high school, I went to work on a farm for a month. And on that farm, working with sheep in a place of isolation, 300 k's down south, it was just over a month that God gently got me to that place of saying, hey, you need to do this. You just need to say yes to this. You need to say yes to this. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, youth ministry is not in my, in my plan. It's not in my five-year plan, in my step-by-step -step process. But blindly, I just said yes to one year. And I was just like, all right, I'll give you one year. Uh, one year in youth ministry, let's see what happens. Um, and I surrendered that to God. And all of a sudden, God started working through me. God started working through me. But I was in a place back then where I, I was just surrendering it to God, surrendering my time to God, surrendering my future to God. It's like this passage in Exodus 4 where Moses is looking after sheep, just like me, in the, in, like, in the rural area, in the desert, just like me. And he was out there for 40 years, which is a bit longer than, than me. Um, but Moses was there looking after sheep, and it was 40 years in the desert. And he was, he was tending his flock out in the far side of the land. And he came across this burning bush. And 
curious by this burning bush that didn't seem to be burning up. He walked over there and it turned out to be the presence of God. And God spoke to him through the bush. And God said, hey, you know your people, you know the people of Israel in Egypt, they're in captivity right now. They're getting mistreated. I want you to deliver them. I want to work through you to bring them out of that captivity. I want to, I want to bring this whole nation out of slavery through you. And Moses, looking after his sheep, is like, but who am I to do this? Who am I to, to pull them out of, of Egypt? In Exodus 4, 1 to 5, it says, Moses answered God, what if they do not believe me? What if they do not listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, throw it on the ground. So Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back in, uh, back into a staff in, in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they believe uh, that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared. So Moses has this encounter with God, and he's like, God's like, just, what do you have in your hand? I know all your deficiencies. I already know all of that. What do you have in your hand? And so Moses throws what he has in his hand, a staff, a stick, on the floor before God, and God works a miracle through it. See, point, point number one, if you're taking notes tonight, write down that supernatural is released in surrender. Supernatural is released in our surrender. God said, what is in your hand? Moses had just gone through the reasons why he couldn't do it. You know, who am I? I'm just a shepherd. Who am I? Like, I, I, he's a murderer as well. Put on top of that, that he doesn't have the resource. He doesn't have the time or the experience. He's also got a speaking issue. He has a stutter. And so he's like, I can't do this. And God's like, yeah, but what do you have? What, what do you have to lay before me? So he threw it on the ground. And in that moment, the supernatural power of God took it, took over it. And, and a miracle happened through that. You know, some of us have been saying for a long time that I don't have the finances. I don't have the time. Like, who am I for God to work through me? I'm just an average person. I can't carry the power of God. I can't show the goodness of God. Have you seen my past? Have you seen what I've done? That's not for me. You know, God is saying to us that if we were just to surrender what was in our hand, if we were just to surrender what He's already given us, then we would see Him work through us, that He would come with the rest. And so maybe for some of, some of us, it's been years holding out, you know, waiting for the right time, waiting for the right season to step into our calling. And God's like, no, get started now. Get started with what you have. You already have what you need. You just need to surrender it. Put it to use. 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have, uh, you, you, whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. You know, as as we begin to use what we have, then God's power works through that. As we begin to to, to use what we have to serve others, then God's power will, will, will work through that to, to, to amplify it, to do everything that we can't do. You know, in that passage, it says each of us have a gift. Each of us have a gift, and its purpose is to serve others. Its purpose is to be used. What do you have around you? What do you have in your arsenal with what little you have? 
just to lay it before God and serve others, that God might actually work through that. You know, Luke 16.10 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with little will also be dishonest with much. You know, the faithful are uh, entrusted with more. The people that, that do something with what little they have, God will then provide more on top of that, more on top of that. If we can just prove that we surrender what we have towards God, that we don't let it sway us or we don't get caught up with our money or our time, that if we just give it to God, then God will come and, and work through that little thing that we throw before Him. You know, don't wait for the, for the big provision, the big skills. You're like, you know, this is my calling, so I'm just going to wait until it happens. You know, what, what do you have right in front of you that you can get started in this season right now? You know, God will work through it. You know, maybe for some of you it's finance. Maybe for some it's time, but maybe it's career. Maybe your career is something that you can just lay before God and say, hey, wherever you want to take me, I'm, I'm just going to surrender this to you. Would you just work through it? Maybe it's your Sundays. Maybe it's your relationships. That if the relationships you already have, the little connections you already have with people, you're like, I can't go and make disciples of all nations. I can't show God's goodness. But if you would just do it with the two people that are already in your life, then maybe God would entrust you with more. Maybe God will bring more people alongside you. Everything we have, if we just lay it on the line, surrender it towards God, then maybe we would see God move more. You know, what is God calling you to surrender in this season to see supernatural release in your life? Yeah, supernatural is released from a point of surrender. Point number two, that our setbacks are God's step-ups. You know, Moses is like, I'm just a shepherd. I wandered the, the, the desert for 40 years. And God's like, exactly, that's your preparation. That's, that's what I've been preparing you for. See, Moses had been leading sheep around the desert for 40 years. That was to set him up for the next 40 years where he would lead a nation around the desert. Some of us can be like, I'm not ready for this. I, I haven't been prepared for this. And God's like, haven't you seen what I've been working in you already? Maybe we're in a desert season right now in isolation, stuck in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, you know, I, I just can't wait till I step into my calling. But God has actually been prepping us, working through us. And, and this setback, uh, this may feel like a setback, but through God, it's a step up. You know, this, this for Moses, this, this setback, um, his, his, his buts, his questions, his doubts was what he thought disqualified him. But that's exactly what qualified him. You know, maybe your doubts in this season about what God can do is exactly what qualified him. It's like a, when you build a skyscraper, you've got to dig down before you dig up. And, and for many of us, you know, God's been laying the foundations, digging down, digging deep. And it feels like we're going the wrong way. It feels like we're taking the wrong step. For me, as an intern, it felt like I was going the wrong way. I'm, like, I believed in God. I wanted God to work through me, but I didn't think that's how it was going to happen. And so it felt like I was digging down, but it turns out that God was laying foundations for, for the next season of God's goodness through me to be built. You know, God is setting you up for a big miracle. You know, is your, is your butt squashing God's calling on your life? Is your doubt squashing God's calling on your life? You know, you can either look at your setbacks as defeat or a 
step up in faith. Number three is that God's wonder is revealed in weakness. God's wonder is revealed in our weakness. And, you know, God even delights in our weakness. That Moses is like, I can't speak. I've got to stutter. How am I going to speak to the most powerful people in the land and say, take my people out if I can't even get that sentence out? And Moses is, and God is like, just think about who created your mouth. Just think about who gave you that tongue that worked that there in the first place. Don't you think I can work through your weakness? Don't you think that your deficiency is actually what I want to use to glorify myself through you? You know, I, I said this on Friday night, but I feel like our weakness is the very area God wants to, to work in because when he works through the least of these, it shows everyone else how great he is. You know, God's glory through us looks like Him working through our weaknesses to bring, bring glory to His name. You know, God will cause your weakness to bring Him wonder because it is by faith that we, we do our ministry. Not by skill, not by smarts, not by experience. It's our faith. It's our trust in Him, our surrender to Him. Just not knowing how it's going to work out, just surrendering to Him is what brings Him wonder. God used the despise um, of the world to confound the wise. Let's not let our weakness, uh, let's not run from our weakness, but embrace it and ask for God to work through you. Let's not, you know, shy away in the areas that we're deficient, in the areas that we're not good enough. Let's actually believe in expectation for God to work through them. I think the most powerful thing you can do is to be know that you're weak in an area and then just surrender it to God and believe for Him to show up. Believe for Him to show up. I don't know what that looks like for you watching tonight. You know, maybe maybe you've just been chugging along in your Christian journey and everything's been great, everything's been fine. But if you're honest, there's that little part of you that you've been holding back. There's that, that little part of you that you've been like, yeah, everything else, God, have it all. You know, take me out upon the oceans, I'll walk on the water not this bit, like you've been neglecting this bit. Don't use this bit. Maybe God's asking you to surrender that very thing so that he can work through it. You know, maybe it's it's it, it's your faith. Maybe you just need to lay your faith in front of God and ask for him to work through it, that he would strengthen it. And, you know, it looks weak now, but if you just believe and believe and believe that God would work through you. You know, for, for, for many of us, it could be COVID-19 seems to be either the season where your workload is halved or doubled. Maybe it's halved and, and, and you're just watching Netflix all the time, which is fine. Netflix is great. But what if you were just to lay your time in front of God and say, hey, would you just work through this? Maybe your workload has doubled and you haven't been spending time with God and you only have like an hour each day that's, you know, your own time or five minutes each day. What if you were just to lay that time in front of God with what little you have? And it would, God would just breathe through it. Believe for God to breathe through that. Maybe it's your relationships. And I said it before, but many of us can look at the whole idea of evangelism as something that's too big, too hard to do. Like, I'm not an evangelist. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to reach out. I don't even have a platform. Where am I going to stand? I'm definitely not going to do street preaching. But uh, what relationships do we have? 
God's placed people around our lives that we can speak into, that if we were just to lay those relationships before God and ask Him to, to work through them, believe for Him to work through them, know that we're weak in being evangelists by knowing that He's strong in showing His goodness, that we would see those people saved. And as we see those people saved, that God would be like, all right, here's some more, here's some more, do it again. I don't know a single person that has seen multitudes come to God that has been naturally incredibly gifted in speaking. Like, you know, even the best preachers or the best leaders uh, doubted themselves at the beginning. They, they come from the most unlikely circumstances. And I think God loves to, loves to use that. I don't know where you're at tonight, but don't doubt what God can do through you. Don't doubt what God can do through you. Or maybe, you know, I want to give you the chance tonight to just fully surrender again to God. Maybe it's the first time. Maybe you've been a Christian for a while, but you haven't really, you know, gone all in. I want to give you the chance tonight just to say, God, I'm all in for you. Everything. Whatever area you want to use, finance, time, relationship, career, God, I'm all in for you. I lay it um, down and I won't let my butt squash what you want, what you want me to do. Maybe you've come back to this point a lot of times, but you know there's this one thing, this one thing that God wants you to surrender. You know, for me, that one thing, and I didn't even know it at the time, was finance. Last year, coming to the end of last year, I was working three jobs, working real hard, I'm like, and struggling to make ends meet. And I'm like, man, God, surely you would help me out here. And I was trying to, like, I'm, I'm good with budgeting, I'm good with managing money. So I was like, you know, doing my best to make things work. And it just wasn't happening. And then God called me to quit all three jobs and just say to Shafin, hey, I'll come work for you um, even if there's not a job available. Like, I'll come work at the church even if there's no job. And so I said that and stepped out in faith. And, uh, you know, stepping out in faith, there was a lot of doubt in the journey. There was a lot of questions and hard moments. But the funny thing was, is that in that journey, after I'd surrendered everything to God, that I worried less about money, that I struggled less to make ends meet, and I earned about half as much or if not less. You know, God will work through your surrender. And and for me, holding that that thing of finances that I'm like, yeah, I'm good at this. I can do this in my own strength. You know, thanks for helping out God, but I'm good at managing money. Go, you know, you can help someone else with their finance. But just knowing that if I lay that before God, that God can actually work through it in a new way. And maybe that's you and you know you just need to surrender to God. I want to include you in this prayer. And, and so if that's you, would you just lean in, lean your heart into this prayer and say, yeah, God, I want to surrender to you tonight. I want to surrender afresh and not let my doubt or my questions or my fear about it squash what you want to do in my life, but just go all in and believe that you will work a miracle through it. Come on, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for every single person watching this stream. And God, I pray for the people that... that have, God, come to that point where they're like, I surrender again. I surrender again, God. I just pray that, you know, you would use every part of, of the things they've surrendered, God, the, the broken bits, the gifting, the time, the finance, God, you would just work through that. And God, that, you know, as they say yes and I'm all in, that you would just expand those things. You begin to work. And, and I pray that you would strengthen those people in those hard times, God. Yeah, God, I thank you for every single person 
and the fact that you're working through them, that you're using them to build your kingdom, that they have, they will leave a legacy behind from this surrender that looks far uh, bigger than what they started with, God. And God, I pray that you're doing this in dozens and in in tens and tens of people through this church and, and more in the future, God. That this is the story of our church, the story of surrender, God. And I pray that as we surrender, as the pioneers that that started this church, God, that are in the early days of this church surrender, that it would be the story of our church as people come in and and uh, and and gather and believe and are saved in you, God. And so I pray for these people in Jesus' name. Amen. How good was that? Hey, why don't we just thank Jaden for such an awesome. Powerful message, no matter where you are, I want to give him a big round of applause. That was such an inspiring and encouraging message for every single one of us. Hey, what we want to do at the end of every single service here, digitally, but also when we get to come back together again, is to give people an opportunity to begin a relationship with God. Maybe to kickstart or to hit the restart button on your relationship with God as well. And so what we want to do right now is to lead you in a prayer, a really simple prayer. And you know, the power in this prayer is found in, not in our promises that we can make to God, that we can be perfect, but it's found in like what Jaden mentioned earlier in his message, and that is the power of surrender. As we simply come and we surrender our lives, the good parts, the bad parts, the weak parts, the parts that we want to hide away from God. As we come and surrender our life to God, say, God, I give my life to you then we truly find true life. Jesus said, he says, if you keep your life, you'll lose it. But do you know what? If you surrender your life to me, you will find true life. You'll find eternal life, an eternal life that begin, can begin now on the inside. Jesus said it's been born again. He called it being born again where you're brand new on the inside because the Spirit of God fills you with a new hope, a new life, a new freedom that comes from His forgiveness. You know, Jesus, 2,000 years ago, He died on the cross to take our guilt, to take our failings upon himself. He bore our sin. He bore our shame. He paid the debt and the sacrifice on our behalf so that now as we surrender our life and as an act of faith, we say, God, I give my life to you. Would you come? Would you forgive me for the things I've done wrong? God, I believe that you rose from the dead, victorious over sin, victorious over death, that now not only do you have a gift of forgiveness, but you have a gift of a real hope and a future, hoping this life that we can overcome every onslaught from evil, we can overcome the greatest battles because we know that God walks with us, but we also know that we have a hope beyond this life in eternal life. You know, for me, I know that I have a hope that stretches beyond the physical, this life right now. I have a hope that I'm going to see my mum again, who I knew also prayed this very prayer one time in her life where she put her trust in Jesus and now she's in the presence of God. She spent eight years there. How awesome is that? You know, and I invite you to come and pray this prayer with me, that you can join her and many others who have prayed this prayer, made this decision in their heart before again as well. And so if that's you tonight, maybe for the first time you're hearing about this God stuff, maybe there's something within your heart that's saying yes to God. Maybe tonight you've drifted away from God many, for many years and now is your opportunity to draw a line in the sand, to go, I put my faith in Jesus once again afresh. You hit the reset button in my walk with him again. Well, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. I ask that you can pray it from your heart. And as you do, as you take this active step of faith, the promise of God is that he will fill your heart with his love, with his peace, with his salvation. And you can begin afresh in this moment right now. Will you pray with me? Dear Lord God, I, I pray. 
I come to you in faith. Lord God, would you forgive me of all the things that I've done? Would you come and wash away my guilt? Would you come and wash away my shame? Would you take away this barrier between you and I, this barrier of sin? Right now, I put my trust and my faith in Jesus. He died on the cross to forgive me of my sin. Right now, God, I put my trust and I believe that you rose from the dead, victorious over sin and death. Would you come right now and fill me with your love? Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your peace that passes all understanding, God. God, right now, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender my life into your hands and I exchange my broken life for your eternal life, for your perfect life, for your promise of hope. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I just want to pray for you briefly, Lord, for those that have prayed that prayer for the first time or maybe once again, Lord God, I pray that you would just fill them with your peace, fill them with your power, Lord God. And like Jaden was speaking about, would you make them come alive to the purposes and the adventure for God in their life? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you've prayed that prayer, that is the most exciting moment of your life and only just gets better from this point onwards. We want to encourage you in your journey and in your faith. We would love to hear from you. Why don't you just flick us a message either in the comment section or click on the link that is pinned there. And then if you've made that decision, then we have people that would love to get in contact with you. Um, or reach out to someone that ever life. We would love to know if you've made that decision because it's so precious to us as well, which is so, so cool.